Hello and welcome back. My name is Leo, and this is the California Caucus. All right, today we're going to be discussing Proposition 26 and 27 both of which are statewide ballot initiatives in California. If you're a California resident, I'm sure you keep hearing about these. So we're going to be getting into sort of the specifics between the two. However, before we get started, I wanted to really quickly um, just explain the podcast and who I am. So this is a podcast that really focuses on the state of California. We're going to be talking about politics, policy, campaigns, that sort of thing just in the state of California. Sometimes there's going to be some references to, you know, national level uh, policy. However, mostly we're just going to be talking about California, California caucus. My name is Leo. Um, I actually work in the public policy field. However, I don't work for the state of California or a local government. Um, For me, really, this is more of a hobby. Um, You know, I I do the do the research on the propositions every year. um, And since I'm doing it, I figured might as well make a podcast out of it. So let's get started. Now, if you're a California resident, I'm sure you've seen ads around these two different propositions that are going to be on the ballot for this uh, November election. Uh, These are two ballots, both around sports gambling. Uh, Although they have some major differences, um, they're sort of equated in the media in a lot of ways. Um, And I think the way they're sort of talked about statewide is that um, they basically do the same thing in terms of legalizing sports gambling. But the differences are... One allows uh, Native American tribes to control that, uh, and the other allows outside organizations such as FanDuel, DraftKings, you know, these ones you've heard about. Uh, It allows them to sort of take control as well. And while that is somewhat accurate in terms of which groups will actually be impacted by which uh, measure, these measures are actually probably more different than you think. Um, And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to run through both propositions, what they do, who they impact, Um, And then also sort of what it would look like if one was passed, if the other was passed, and if both were passed. And I'm going to sort of highlight the differences and sort of how they could possibly coexist uh, if they were both passed. Um, So first one is going to be Proposition 26. All right, so Proposition 26. Uh, This is also known as the Legalized Sports Betting on American Indian Lands Initiative. Um, this proposition very specifically legalizes in-person sports betting. Uh, this is done specifically at tribal casinos, which are already operating in California, uh, and the four California horse racing tracks. Proposition 26 also legalizes roulette and craps, uh, which are both something that tribal casinos have wanted for a very long time uh, in their in-person casinos in California. Um, so this is all that it specifically legalizes. It doesn't legalize any additional casinos to come into the state. It doesn't legalize any groups to be able to set up casinos. It also doesn't legalize any other types of gambling, uh, very specifically in-person sports betting, uh, and then also roulette and craps, uh, which is roulette and craps. You probably haven't heard that piece, um, but because this initiative was originally set up, um, by the Native American tribes, who own casinos, um, roulette and craps, it's just something they wanted for a very long time. So they threw it into this um, because they knew it could be something that they could get. Um, So how is this proposition taxed? Well, uh, the sports that are made at horse tracks will be taxed, um, although I don't think that number is specifically out there yet. Uh, And then tribes, because they're sovereign nations, are not taxed in California. 
So uh, another piece of this is the age requirement. Um, this is going to be 21 plus at the horse tracks. Uh, however, at the casinos, uh, for specifically the sports gambling piece, uh, that hasn't been determined yet. Um, this is going to be sort of negotiated between the California, state of California, uh, and each individual native tribe. So what Proposition 26 does is it legalizes in-person sports betting, uh, and it also legalizes roulette and craps. What it doesn't do is legalize online sports gambling. Uh, and I think this is sort of where a lot of the disconnect is in sort of thinking about Proposition 26 and 27, is that 26 doesn't touch online sports gambling. Very specifically, uh, tribal casinos actually want you, I mean, this is part of their, their you know, the way they make money is they want you to come in into the casino uh, and actually, you know, place a bet there, spend some time there, try the different games, that sort of thing. Um, they don't want you to, uh, you know, be able to use, as we'll talk about in Prop 27, uh, these online sports betting sports books, uh, which, you know, they don't have any control over, they're not making any money from, uh, and, you know, just being able to use it from your home. Um, and so next, I'll go into sort of the difference in what Proposition 27 does and who it affects, who actually gets to control these sports books. All right, so Proposition 27. Uh, this is also known as the Legalized Sports Betting and Revenue for Homelessness Prevention Fund Initiative. Quite a mouthful. Um, what this proposition does is it legalizes online sports betting in the state of California. Um, However, that comes with a number of different uh, requirements, as well as has some taxes included, um, which we'll get into. So the requirements to get into sports betting in the state of California include, uh, a, first of all, a $100 million fee um, to actually get into the California market, to get licensed in the state of California to make um, an online sports betting platform. Now, obviously, that's an enormous fee. Um, and we'll get into the reasoning behind that in just a little bit. But another qualifier is that a company must be operating in 10 states or uh, they have to be running 12 casinos while being licensed in five additional states. Um, so those are sort of the qualifications for a company to get into the California market once this passes. So I'm sure you're wondering, how will these companies be taxed? Um, this is a brand new industry in the state of California if Proposition 27 passes. Uh, and, you know, they're looking at sort of their own unique tax system um, actually created within Proposition 27. So, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, the industry that, you know, is wanting this brand new, um, you know, sort of area is actually creating its own tax system, um, which, you know, could be problematic in many ways. Um, so basically, it's a 10% tax on these different companies. Um However, included in the tax plan is, you know, <laughs> ways for these companies to write off specific costs. Um, and, you know, these costs include anything from, you know, federal gambling tax to uh, unique promotional credits, um, that sort of thing. And so uh, those can be written off in this state uh, tax plan. Now, where do these taxes go? Um, this is an interesting question and one that, uh, you know, normally isn't asked with taxes. Uh, most corporate taxes are put into the general fund in the state of California, which is where the state of California gets its budget from. Um, this is a little different. Uh, this proposition actually creates its unique 
fund. Um, it's called the California Online Sports Betting Trust Fund, or COSBTF, uh, if anyone really wants to learn that acronym, yet another acronym to learn. And so once the revenue is in that fund, where does it go? Um, now, I'm sure you've seen many of the Yes on Proposition 27 ads. Uh, <laughs> these are very, very common in the state of California right now. Um, and one of their biggest talking points in those ads is that they're producing this enormous fund for homelessness in the state of California. Um, and while that is partially true, it's not the entire story. There are other places that this revenue goes to. So the first cost is uh, whatever the cost that the state of California spends on regulating this new industry, those costs are covered by this trust fund. So it's worth mentioning that Prop 27 actually creates a new unit within the California Department of Justice um, that regulates online sports betting. Um, and so, you know, it's really important to understand that in this tax plan, uh, it's really hard to sort of come up with an estimate for how much is going to be added to each of these different categories. Because this first one, um, which requires all state regulatory costs to be covered, uh, is sort of we're not sure what that'll cost. The, the state of California is not sure what that'll cost. Um, you know, really, it really could be a large number because this is going to be a brand new unit and it's just unclear how large of an industry this is going to be, how many different companies get involved uh, and sort of how large of, an, of a regulatory effort it is. So once that first chunk is spent on the regulatory effort, 85% of the remaining fund goes to addressing homelessness and for gambling addiction programs. Um, so it's a little bit uh, unclear about how much is actually going to be going to homelessness in this way, because it's sort of left up to the state to decide how much of that 85% goes to homelessness and how much goes to gambling addiction services. Um, so that's sort of the, the homelessness piece that I'm sure you've heard about. Um, and so the final 15% of the funds uh, from that original sports betting trust fund go to uh, local Native American tribes uh, that are not involved in online sports betting. So that's where that 10% tax goes into a trust fund, and then that's how it's split up once it's in the trust fund. So as you can see, um, you know, much of the advertising has been around just the homelessness side, but it does go to a few other places. So just really quickly, the companies that are in support are um, FanDuel Sportsbook, DraftKings, um, there's a couple others, these very large national sports betting uh, sports books that are already sort of in this field, in the online sports betting field. And those that are against include many of the same uh, Native American tribes that are actually in favor of Proposition 26. Um, and, and sort of as we talked about previously, but as we'll talk about a little bit more in a sec, um, it, it's just it's directly contrary to you know what their current business is. Uh, it would be an adversary in the field. So I think it's worth noting, and, and this is my opinion, but I think this is an interesting way to look about Prop 27. I, th I think there's, there's just a lot of unique stuff in here, stuff you don't normally see in, in ballot initiatives. Um, and in my opinion, I think much of it is to sort of cover up the fact that these corporations that are sort of interested in getting this passed because they're going to be in this new industry in California, a, a lot of those unique um, pieces actually benefit them. Um, so the $100 entrance fee to get into California. That may seem good, you know, oh, we're charging this enormous fee um, to corporations who actually want to be here. Uh, you know, it helps to pay for homelessness. Um, that fee, I think, is actually meant to keep out competition. 
it's meant to keep out really any smaller uh, company from getting involved in this industry in California specifically, which is this enormous potential, uh, you know, pot of money that these companies are looking at. Um, and the tax plan, uh, which <laughs> I think we already covered, but it's very, it's very, I'd say small. It, it doesn't tax them in a major way. And there's all these different ways that are included in the proposition for companies to write off different costs. Um, and I think I think the most important piece in all of this is the way that they've promoted the proposition um, by centering it around homelessness funding. And I, I think anyone who's sort of paid attention to California politics in the last few years have seen homelessness really jump to the top of the top of the issues for California voters. It's really become one of the biggest issues in the state. Um, and so I think by focusing on this and, and presenting it as a solution to homelessness, obviously what they're doing is is making you sort of look the other way in what it actually does, where that money's actually going, because much of it doesn't even go to homelessness funding. And in a lot of ways, this could be sort of seen as um, not necessarily misleading advertising, but focusing on one relatively minor aspect of what the proposition does. Um, so that's sort of just what I think is an interesting way to look at the proposition. So really, finally, what I want to do is contrast Prop 27 and Prop 26. Um, so again, I think it's, it's just very important to know Prop 26 legalizes in-person sports betting. Um, you know, we've gone over the specifics. Prop 27 legalizes online sports betting, and we've gone over those specifics as well. So yes, they both legalize sports betting. However, they do it in a different way. So what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to try to sway you one way or another on Prop 26 or 27. I'm not going to get into the morality behind gambling, gambling addiction, especially online sports gambling. Um, you know, do that research, do that thinking on your own. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, Prop 26 and 27 both do different things when it comes to, um, you know, sort of addressing that issue, the addiction behind gambling. Um, 26, it, you know, it, these Native American tribes that have in-person casinos are already uh, regulated by the state, so I don't think a lot would change there. Um, there is a 21-year age limit uh, for the in-person um, uh, racetrack sports betting. However, um, Prop 27, goes, it goes a li little bit further. However, it is a significantly different industry than, you know, in-person would be um, because of the ease, right? Because of the ease and the gamification nature of just being able to bet on your phone. Um, so what Prop 27 does, it bans high school betting and betting on election outcomes, which are two um, <laughs> very problematic, I'd say, uh, you know, versions of gambling. So it bans those outright. Um it takes uh, much of the tax revenue and puts it toward gambling addiction resources, as we covered earlier. Um, it also creates a new state online sports betting regulatory unit uh, within the California Department of Justice. Um, and a lot of there's there's going to be funding for that in whatever the state decides should be funded. Basically, it's sort of a blank check in a lot of ways. Um, and it's really sort of up to the to the governor and uh, the attorney general of the state to make that decision. Um, and so, you know, there's also, oh, it's also worth noting, there is a 21-year age limit on uh, online sports gambling as well. Um, and so, you know, that is a little bit more than Prop 26. However, again, it's, it's a completely different um, sort of thing than in-person gambling. 
So I think the final piece of this discussion is what happens if both Proposition 26 and Proposition 27 pass. Uh, we know what happens if individually one or the other passes, but what happens if they both pass? Um, you know, from from the research I've done, it's sort of it's an ongoing discussion in the state. But as we've discussed, Prop 26 ban or uh, it allows in-person sports gambling. Prop 27 allows online sports gambling. Um, and different industries, you know, for 26, it's Native American tribes. For 27, it's any any organization willing to pay over $100 million. So when it really comes down to it, if both Prop 26 and 27 pass, they can both be implemented side by side. There's no necessarily, you know, conflicting uh, information in one or the other. They, they could both be implemented. Um it's obviously a little bit more complicated than that um, because one introduces a new regulatory system, the other doesn't. So how does that look? Um, and also both sides have sort of guaranteed if the other passes, both the opposition sides have guaranteed if the other side passes the yes vote, uh, that they will challenge that initiative in, in the court system. Um, and, you know, we could see a years long legal battle. Um, but when it really comes down to just the basics, they could both be implemented and they could both, you know, coexist in California. So we could have at the end of the 2022 general election, um, both in-person and online sports betting in California. Um, so anyway, like I said earlier, please go out, you know, do some more research before you vote. Um, you should have ballots in the mail pretty soon uh, if you don't have them already. So, you know, go ahead and do the research. Hopefully this helped you a little bit. Because, you know, I get it. This is a very complicated... <laughs> these these sound similar in a lot of ways, but they're not. Um, and, and they actually do two different things. So it's worth it's worth doing the research into sort of what they what they both do. Um, you know, Cal Matters, Politico, they both have really great sort of breakdowns of what the different propositions do. I'd recommend taking a look at them. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I hope this was helpful in a very complicated initiative year. I know there's a number of another uh, initiatives in the state, so... Um, I'd recommend doing a lot of research in each of them. Um, but thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next episode.